<laughs> Good afternoon, my friends. It's friggin' 1.33 on a little chilly Friday afternoon. Maybe not so chilly. 72 degrees. A little overcast, though. Fuck it. My friend Willie right there. My friend Willie just took took the corner, man. This freaking guy. This is uh, Shackman Willie. Shackman Willie just spent the entire day hanging off a ladder, painting the back of my office. We're painting it Ultimate Grage, which is a color we used actually for the interior of my home. Recently, we had that painted by a different guy. But Shaq Man, as I've told you the story about him, it's freaking a heartwarming tale. This guy's riding his bike around. Uh, a friend of mine says he lives in the woods. Let me just take a little spin by the office. We're just coming back from the post office. See what it looks like in the back. I heard him on the roof earlier today. We only got a one-story building, if you can imagine that. I'll be damned he did the entire back of the office. You have this little fucking faux chimney that's there. It looks great. He cut, he did the, uh, started to put the blue trim. So we got ultimate grayish and then we got this blue. And it looks really nice. Nice new paint job. Took him a week. The shack man coming, knocking out the sides and then the back. See if we want to do anything with the facade. So this guy is riding, just leaving his, the office now, riding his bike to home or to whatever he's going to be doing. I'm happy to support the guy. He's Every time I see him, he's got a uh, shit-eating grin on his face. Seems to be very happy with our arrangement. I said, hey, man, looks great. I'll see you on Monday. He'll resume the painting. Keeps things clean on the sides, not fucking leaving a mess. Shit at his ass end here. Look at this dickwad we got across the way. What are you doing, buddy? Smoking your little cigarettes, looking at your phone? Staying out in front of a physical therapy facility? Looking at your phone, freaking taking a drag off your nasty little cigarette, pacing back and forth? Where do you gotta go? You're making me nervous just watching you. Butt lick. He's pacing back and forth. What the fuck's going on with this guy? Um, so Shackman's a good friend of mine. He's done great work. Happy to support him. And I know that he's appreciative of the work. Got a cool story, though, beyond the Shackman Willie Chronicles. One of my favorite patients came in today. And I got a lot of favorites, I'll be honest with you. The thing is, as a doctor of chiropractic, it's your job to make people feel good. To take away their pain. And, uh, you know, feel good. I make them laugh. I'm kind of like a little bit of a clown. Play my ukulele. Tell them some jokes. Rub a dub. A little crack. Rack them and crack them. Um, play a nice soundtrack on Pandora. We got Billy Joel Radio. It's an excellent station. Also have the In Excess Radio, which really takes you back to the 80s if you're into that shit. And, uh, so that's nice on a sat on a Friday afternoon. Most people are really nice anyway. So I got a lot of favorite patients. This dude is really cool. His name is Jim. He's uh, uh, 
freaking tremendous guy. I think he works in safety in some capacity, like workplace safety. He's that guy, the safety representative for your um, industrial organization. So company hires him. He makes sure that everybody is uh, working safely and they're provided a safe work environment and there's all these different safety features in place so that nobody busts their ass and costs the company money and productivity. Right? That's his job, his day job. He's got a couple other gigs, though. He works the sound on the Eagles games. So he's one of those guys that's running around with extension cords and video cameras and, and the big... Um, like the boom microphones and shit like that. He's scampering around the field. And I've seen him out there a few of the games we've gone to. I've been looking for him. And there he was, running across the field, right in there on the action. It's freaking unbelievable. Must be neat to be right at the ground, right at ground zero for all this activity happening on the football pitch. Or is it a soccer pitch, football field, whatever. So he's a tremendous guy. Uh, his brother is actually a famous, a famous uh, football dude. He's now a commentator, but for years I think he played for the Raiders, who's their quarterback, and his name is Rich Gannon. So it's Jim Gannon I'm talking about here, and uh, I didn't ask him for permission to talk about him, but um, he's a freaking tremendous guy, and I just love him. He's decked out in a tie-dye shirt. He used to be a cruise director years ago. He's got some stories. You can tell that he's lived a couple lifetimes at least. He's got a great attitude, very positive, very humorous uh, type of guy that his face just makes you, um, he makes you smile. He makes people happy. And uh, he's telling me this story about this picture that he painted. I guess when he was a, a young lad, he used to spend a lot of his summertime in at the beach down in Brigantine, New Jersey. And as a Jersey boy myself, I appreciate what he's up to down in South Jersey, suburbs of Atlantic City. People go down there and it's their special place. And isn't that interesting? I talk about that a lot with people. What is your special place? Like, where do you go? Where does your family take vacations? And over here on the East Coast, most folks are going to Ocean City, New Jersey. A lot of Pennsylvania plates, they're going over there because Pennsylvania, at least parts of it, uh, these suburbs of Philly are quite conservative. And so you got a lot of folks that like to go down to the dry town of Ocean City, New Jersey. Or maybe they'll go to Ocean City, Maryland. Maybe they'll go to LBI. Different spots, but obviously Jim went to Brigantine. So there's this old bar, Fisherman's Bar. It's called Real something, uh, Rod and Reel. The Rod and Reel Grill. Rod and Reel Bar and Restaurant. Something like that. So he drew, he, he um, sketched it out and then did an oil painting of this bar. I didn't even know that he was an artsy guy. I knew that he was capable. You know, he was a very creatively minded dude interested in different things, but I didn't know that he painted. So, awesome. Tells me that he, that this bar is no longer. Now it's just a pile of rubble. Hurricane Sandy took it. But it was a landmark in the town of um, 
brigantine, and <clears throat> it brings back a lot of memories. So him and his buddies used to go there. Apparently, uh, locals would go there, fishermen, different types of characters sitting at the bar. This old bar just always been there, you know? And it's been there for decades, and you can imagine the people that come and go, and so on and so forth. The stories, if these, if the walls of that bar, if the structure could tell stories, could write a book, you know, what would that look like? Would we want to read it? Bars are obviously very colorful places, right? People there for a variety of reasons, and one of the reasons, of course, there was the booze, beach towns are notorious for, but also there was the food. Apparently, this rod and reel grill in Brigantine, New Jersey, had an association with, it struck an association with the Atlantic City Culinary Institute, which apparently was one of the better culinary schools down that way, and it makes sense because of Atlantic City, they needed to train people up for various positions inside the kitchen and in all the eateries in in, uh, Atlantic City. So the Rod and Reel would hire these students or new grads, whatever, probably conglomeration, and they would, you'd come into this little dive bar and assume that the food, or that you probably couldn't get food there, or that the food sucked, but apparently they had a pretty good menu and a very interesting menu. We had some uh, students in there, and students, of course, they want to, they want to, they aim to please, and they're, they're learning, but hopefully they're inspired about what they're doing. They want to make a good product. Anybody who puts something forth like that produces something. You want to know that it's a quality product, so the food should be tasty and look good and be filling and all that stuff, a varied menu for a bar. I don't know what the menu, I've never seen that. Maybe we can dig up, dig up online what the menu must have been like, but I imagine it was a burger joint. And Jim said, you go there and you could order like the special and it would always be good. So I don't know, maybe they'd have a Reuben or a special burger or something, a wing special. And the students would be in the kitchen making these things and the drunks would be at the bar telling their stories and the fishermen looking types and unscrupulous looking characters and probably some vacationers, etc. And Jim would be among these people at some point or he knew people who were. And it brings you brings one back in our 40s and 50s, which Jim and I are essentially, that's how old we are. You can conjure up images of your past by driving by some old historic building. Oh, that's the bar we used to go to when I was a kid. That's This is the, the part of town, especially if you're going to be vacationing. Oh, well, you know, yeah, we've been coming here for decades, and when we would come down here, we would always go here, and that's no more, but now there's the Applebee's there. Whatever. There's stories. So Jim put together this oil painting, and he's got a buddy that lives down there, and somehow has something to do with uh, <clears throat> an art gallery or a, a business that sells pictures and paintings and stuff. So they put Jim's oil painting up in this gallery and put a price tag of hundreds of dollars on it and enough people liked them that they ordered them so he made a bunch of prints and he came in the other day talking about this I said dude do you have a picture do you have one of these prints I mean can I buy one from you and 
you know, I was willing to do that. He basically said, artist to artist, I'll just give it to you. But I'm going to hang it in my office. I love when people give me something that they made, whether it's something that they grew out of their garden. My one patient brings in uh, bunches of mint, pulls them out of her garden, or my neighbor across the street brings in cucumbers and peppers and stuff. I have some patients who brought in applesauce and somebody made a, a wine cork American flag and brought that in. I hung it on my wall. I love it. And then Jim's, he's got this oil painting that he did, this print. I think that art is friggin' unbelievable. The creative side of human beings is truly something to savor, something special, uh, something unique to the individual. And if you think about it, the picture, you know, it, might, it might be beautiful, but the picture is of a historic site that people have a background with. They remember that dive bar, and they remember stories that came out of that dive bar, and how long it had been there, and who went there to eat or drink, and all the little, you know, incidents and stuff about this place, that it's part of your vacation, it's part of, in your mind... You've got this idea of your vacations, and they include, maybe, you going down to the beach with your feet in the sand, maybe do a little surf fishing, maybe do a little, you know, playing around the shore break, and if you're of age after hours, maybe you hit the bar, maybe you hit a restaurant, you're laughing with friends. Remember the time that you all went down there together as a family, the countless years, and and you just, it, it brings back, like, images are saved in our mind like this, right? Little snapshots across our lives. And as you become middle-aged and beyond, all you have are these um, memories to punctuate these occasions. And when he goes down there next time, he's going to think about not about just the little beach town and dive bar with the good food and all the stories that came out of it, but what is his story? So he's giving me a piece of himself in creating a a painting you know he feels that and by the way this I'd mentioned that the bar is now like a pile of rubble because Hurricane Sandy it weathered a lot of storms but Hurricane Sandy was too much and they tore it down after it was basically decimated by that storm so he's it's on his mind it's on his frequency. He's thinking about this place that was so special to so many people. It was part of his life. And now he created a painting, a work of art, to commemorate it. And he'll always remember that. And I'll remember that story. And I'll be able to tell that story. Maybe somebody will come in and say, Oh yeah, Brigantine, I know where that is. I used to go there when I was a kid. Maybe, right? never know. Maybe not. But it's it's got a story behind it. I love things with stories. Oh yeah, that wine cork American flag, one of my patients just brought it in. And I think that when you're a creative individual, other people who would normally kind of keep things to, to themselves, they speak up if they're creative as well. If they've made something, they come in the office and they see my ceiling tiles or plain painted, you know, with different little things, and I got a Bethany Beach drop ceiling tile, and we've got a sun shine, and 
and we've got a depiction of the water cycle, the sun shining down on the earth and <clears throat> evaporating off the moisture, condensing it in the sky and the rain falling. I mean, it's, there's a million different stories that, but in, in my office, but one of the ways that you can save them is by painting a picture. Isn't a picture worth a thousand words? When somebody comes in and they look at this, uh, this picture of a bar with the waves lapping at its edges, I'm going to have a story to tell them. Oh, one of my favorite patients, Jim. Jim Gannon. You're, oh, yeah. Oh, I used to go down to Brigantine as a little kid. So I think that's really, really cool. And I'm intrigued and proud that somebody who is also a creative individual, which we all are, by the way. I hate when people say that they're not. Oh, I asked a guy today, hey, you got any hobbies? <clears throat> and great freaking guy. Big paisan of a guy. Been working on his back. He's like 60, probably. Got any hobbies? Uh, nothing for me. He basically said, I don't have anything for me. But I take the kids, I like to take the grandkids and put them in the car and drive to a baseball game. And it's like where I have an opportunity to interrogate them and talk to them about their lives and spend like dedicated time. I think that that's great. It's a great hobby. It's certainly the hobby of many a grandparent to tinker around with their grandkids and their kids and to observe uh, these children a little more closely than they were able to observe the raising of their own children, right? Because they were in it. Seeing through the eyes of a grandparent's a pretty good hobby, potentially. But it is sad that a lot of people don't have something for themselves. Something that they can say, yeah, well, I, you know, I do this. I'm a mortgage banker, but this is what I really like to do. I love to work on motorcycles. Or I love to paint. Or I like to hike a lot and do some traveling. I mean, I'm interested in these things, that, these, these pastimes that other people have. It's very intriguing to me. And so I'm honored that Jim would give me one of these prints of his dive bar. And you can come see it at 14 Lincoln Ave in Lansdale. And uh, the rest of the art that's on display. And I imagine what, over the next decade or two, as I continue my work at Healthy Balance, what other accoutrements we're going to amass. What other... Um, stories will be told by some token you know, something that a patient gives or leaves or some, a work of art that they perhaps have created it's very interesting to me hobbies time for oneself creativity in all its forms all its manifestations it's fascinating In closing, I just spent the last 15 minutes prior to my getting in the car. I was in the freaking post office sending some tax nonsense out. I had to get these things. My wife just told me to get them tracking on them. So, what a fucking goat rope, man. And I have friends who are postal workers. And it sounds like it sucks, man. Just a never-ending line of people coming in with impossible tasks that they deposit on your counter. crazy. 
So here I was, you could, there was only one clerk for the first 10 minutes, and soon after this woman scurried in, I guess she was from a different post office, they called her in because somebody didn't make it into work or had to leave early or something. And you could just tell the mo- the, 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 the how accustomed these clerks, these postal workers, have become with just like dealing with shit, people impatiently standing, uh, in line, the smell of stamps and paper and tape that post, uh, you know, that characteristic post office smell wearing your shitty blue uniform dealing with people's nonsense and their glares and their impatience with you and with one another it was a very nice woman who was standing there at the counter. Very nice. I appreciate her help. She looked a little bit like the sea hag. Oh, the ski hag. Oh, I got, got, got. Whoa. A ski hag. Oh, oh. I could tell she was a smoker because she might have been 45, but her skin was very thin and her nails, fingernails on one hand were all stained with nicotine. Tar. Jello Raspberry Boys, how you doing? Uh, Wolfman Jack shows a Wolfman Jack. Is there anything perishable, flammable, like mercury or lithium ion batteries? Or <laughs> Dioxin? No, none of that. None of that. Twenty dollars to send three friggin' standard size envelopes. I just want to make sure that they made it to their destination. What a fucking racket, man! But, hey, I appreciate the work. Everybody's got a job to do. I hope that she's able to finish her, maybe got two or three more hours before the post office closes, and then everybody goes away on the weekend, hopefully, right? Love and respect, everybody. Listen, carve out a little time for yourself this weekend. Consider what your hobby is. Maybe it's time to dust off that friggin' whatever your lathe that you might have in your basement start woodworking again making bowls and stuff or maybe you know you like to do freaking arts and crafts whatever the hell you want to do you know go out and do it head out to michael's get yourself a coupon get yourself a nice friggin' craft supplies for this weekend do something for yourself whatever you're going to do even if it's sitting down quietly and reading a book it's important to take this time for ourselves when you make something, think about the story behind it. Why would you do it? What compels you to carve that? Whatever. That eagle. Or carve that pine can. Look, i got two nice ones sitting on my fence there. Looks like I'm going to be spending the next hour or so on the rider mower. So we don't have to deal with this shit later on the weekend. Love and respect.